Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. What's up to the world? Big Ann and the Wiley Show is live. Big Ann, you're here. Yes, it we is are. Sunday. It is Sunday. It is the Lord's Day. So I need all my folks to be out and at church. If you're not at church, you're watching me and um, get your praise on. So we are here celebrating Dr. King's birthday. Again, let me put it on YouTube too. I'm streaming live on Facebook, streaming live on YouTube. 
I want to first say happy birthday to Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Because of you, we have the right to vote. Because of Dr. King, we can sit in front of the bus. Because of Dr. King, I can be able to sit here as a black man to be able to express my opinion without having the fear of getting lynched, without having the fear of having a mob attack me with dogs and fire hose. Yet, we still have a lot to accomplish here in this world, but it is not like it was when Dr. King were living and also like how Congressman John Lewis back in their era. There's a lot of stuff we got done. So praise the Lord for that. I want to sing this gospel song because it is Sunday. And I'd like for you all to share this post if you are watching me. Can you please share this? I want to sing this and we will get started. Um, Oh, my gosh. What song I was going to sing? I had some good days. I've had some hills to climb. I've had some weary days and some lonely nights. Okay. That's all you're going to get. You can sing. Got some lyrics. <laughs> Don't keep going. You were doing good. God's been good to me. He's been so good to me all of my good days. They outweigh my bad days, so I won't complain. Okay. Now, I messed up the lyrics, but you get the drift. My good days, I wear my bad days, so I won't complain. So, again, it is Dr. Martin Luther King's birthday, so shout out to the King's legacy because his legacy still lives. And I am a product of his legacy because, again, we are African-Americans having a platform, big end, to, to have the freedom to be able to express our opinions. is just an honor Absolutely. and a privilege to do that. So shout out to his legacy and uh, for what he accomplished. I do want to read one of his quotes that Dr. King um, said many, many years ago. Darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. The ultimate measure of a man is not where he stands in moments of comfort and confidence and convenience, excuse me, but where he stands at times of challenge and controversy. Faith is taking the first step even when you don't see the whole staircase. And this is another quote. I don't want to cry. In the end, we will remember not the words of our enemies, but the silence of our friends. Let me say that again. In the end, we will remember not the words of our enemies, but the silence of our friends. Wow. That, those two quotes are so powerful, and that really stood out to me. Knowing Dr. King, he spoke some very powerful words in me, and began. we were talking Dr. King was so young. He was not 80 years old. He was a young man with an old soul. He was before his time. Like, he was way, his knowledge and wisdom. But to start the dialogue off, what did you think about Dr. King's legacy? Do you feel as though us as African Americans really taking that baton, that, that legacy, taking it to the less level? Or do you think we kind of stuck I mean, in some instances, in my opinion, we have made lots of strides and 
as far as many, many things, as far as making sure that our rights are not violated, to make sure that we get closer to having equal rights. Um, However, there's always, and I do mean always, room for improvement. It's never going to be perfect, and it's never just going to be peace and harmony and, you know, just Mm. everybody just, being treated exactly yeah. the same. It, it, in a perfect world, that's what we want. But then if we don't know what bad is, we won't really appreciate the good. Mm. And so we made some progress, but we have a lot more work to do because there, there have been instances where we have been going backwards, in my opinion, when it comes to rights, when it comes to how minorities are treated, when it comes to that vision, because it's, it's less of the vision and more of the of the very minute things that people yeah. tend to magnify. And there's just a lot more going on. And a lot more people that want these things aren't taking the responsibility by just standing up and being that change that they want to see. And it starts right with self. Yes, I agree. It starts with self. But I feel like a lot of us, we have forgotten about that whole work, working with the government, changing the system. One thing that I love about Dr. King, he accomplished a lot. He was able to unify the nation, unify black people by saying, listen, in order to change, we have to come together and have a common purpose and to accomplish that. The voting rights bill, he made sure the Johnson administration did not forget black folks with the voting part. Yet we had accomplished a lot. Technically we did have the right to vote back then, but it was so many technicalities and so many hurdles that you have to name how many jelly beans are in the jar. Um, who name all the judges in the county and how many judges are in a county. And so it was so much, so many laws, so many loopholes, so many hurdles that black folks had to jump through to get the right to vote, to be able to vote. And so Dr. King and his team, he was able to get us, um, um, get government to see that and to pass the Voting Rights Act. And so Dr. King done a lot for black people, and I feel as though because he worked at it. He did not sit on his behind like we do now, a lot of us, including me sometimes. We complain. We complain with each other and say, hey, Big Ann, this going on, that going on. They need to do something. They need to do. We say a lot of they need to. Dr. King said, I will do, and you should do. What my generation, because I'm 26, what a lot of times, and I'm speaking, I'm generalizing this because not everybody, but a lot of us, we are so caught up in this social media era that we just sit on social media and complain. Um, that's, that's all we do. We send a tweet out 9:45 at 9.45 a.m. This is so wrong. Hashtag Black Lives Matter. That's it. We ain't going to write our senators. We're not going to write our city congress, uh, our congress, our uh, city officials, our mayor, etc. What we should do, what Dr. King did, he was like, listen, I'm going to work. I am going to fight against injustice. I am going to, even though I might go to jail, he was jail at a very young age. They just threw Dr. King in jail just for a little of nothing. But he made sure that every time I call the uproar, I want to make it to the media so the government can change our current condition because we need change. And what we need to do, what Dr. King did, is get off our behind 
and get to work. And they did not only just march in the streets. They did not only just protest. They made sure, hey, we will call on to our dollars, and we will not continue to ride in front of the bus. We will not, uh, we will not continue to ride in the back of the bus. We can't ride in front of the bus. We ain't going to ride at all. And that's what those folks, those black folks, our ancestors done in, uh, in the Montgomery boycott. Like Dr. King was one of the organizers of that, and that's one of his accomplishments. Because once Rosa Parks said, no, nah, I'm not getting up, she was arrested, and that birthed a movement. And so we need a movement. We're doing a good job because we got social media, you know, we got Facebook, but what we're not in that area of the footwork, hitting that pavement, letting the government know, hey, this needs to change, and really set withholding our dollars, that's the only thing I feel like that's why we're not really taking his legacy to the next level. I feel like we've gotten too comfortable into having, quote, unquote, these rights and feel like that's all we need to some of us. Myself included. Yeah. I can complain. I complain online all day, but now I'm transitioning out of complaining online and actually doing what President Obama say: do get your clipboard, run for office, call your senators, call your city people, call your state, local, get your stuff together. So that's, what that's I'm exactly doing. the point, and that's what we need to do as as a people. So. That's another accomplishment of Dr. King, and he's got accomplished so much. And John, Co- Congressman John Lewis is under attack under President-elect um, Donald J. Trump. He tweeted out that <laughs> John Lewis, you need to mind your biz. You need to be focused on your district. It's, it's, it's infested with crime, and and a lot of. And then I was researching John Lewis' district. His district is not crime infested. His district is mixed. Got white, black, LGBT. So. I think Donald Trump needs to get out of this whole mentality that black folks, when he think of black, he think of crime. And he's not the only person. It's a lot of white people in America that feel they attach black with criminals. They attach black. And and a lot of times it's going to be our job as African-American people to not just sit at home and say, hashtag, he's not my president. What we need to be doing is say, listen, President-elect Trump, we are not all about crime. This is what we want. This is what we need. And if you don't give it to us, we're going to continue to fight, and we're going to be in the news every day till you do it. That's what we need to be doing. Us sitting at home, and we had this conversation big in before we started the show, it's, right. it's, it's, it's not profitable for us to be saying he's not our president. Because this Friday coming up, he's going to be sworn in as the 45th president of the United States. And if you said he's not yeah, our my president, th- go ahead. I was going to say my thing was, of course, there are many people who don't identify with the reality, and and even myself, I can say that we don't see eye to eye with the results of the election, and we can and we can disagree with the results. It's just the difference between just you know dis, disparaging and and de- I guess decimating someone because. Mm-hmm their opinion and their feelings are different from our own versus voicing a concern and providing facts and, 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 and being, it's a difference between arguing and debating and see what I notice is a lot of people are arguing and not enough people are debating and not enough people are having an actual adult conversation. And although we disagree when it comes to, you know, political views as far as the upcoming inauguration, that doesn't mean that we can't have a classy conversation like two adults 
and actually come to the reality that it is okay to agree to disagree, but that doesn't mean that we cannot work together, we cannot be family, we can't be friends, we can't, you know, still be unified in other respects, such as, you know, our lives mattering, such as being part of the LGBT community, as long, you know, as far as those other things, those things matter as well. We can't exactly. be divided just because of politics, because exactly. it, it's, will fall in the worst way. Yes, because a lot of people is criticizing me because I put on a Donald Trump T-shirt and I support Donald Trump. I supported him and I voted for him. Um, And I always say, okay, I'm open to a debate. I'm open to you criticizing me, but tell me why I – you disagree with me voting for Donald Trump. Give me reasons why. And then I give you reasons why I voted for him. And it's multiple reasons why I voted for him. The number one reason I voted for him, because he's going against typically what he's going against the grain. He's, he's doing something different. It's something new. It's something fresh. It's something, it's something that, 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 that can awaken us. I think if we go back to when Rosa Parks refused to get off the bus and they arrested her, she was a part of the NAACP. She worked with them. So that woke black people up to say, listen, hold up. You you arrest Rosa Parks? She's beloved. And so they use that to birth out a movement. So sometimes, even with when Emmett Till in 1955, when he was killed in Mississippi, that birthed out, that was like the start of the civil rights era. So mm-hmm. black people need all sometimes, and if you look at history, it took a tragedy for black people to wake up. And to unify. If you look at civil rights, slavery, those were all tragedy events. That was just tragedy. And after that, you've seen unity within the black community. So if Donald Trump is going to quote-unquote tragedy to America, if this is what it's going to take for us, then let it be. We shall overcome. Someday. That's what we need. If Hillary Clinton would have became the president, what we would have did, we would have sat at home. We'd have got back with like Obama. We wouldn't have really fought her on policy, questioned her on policy. We would have just went on. She's a Democrat. Let's do what she said because she's a Democrat. But with Donald Trump, I want to see us to say, okay, Donald, you said all this stuff. Now we're going to fight you. We're going to protest. We're going to unify. We're not going to just sit on our behind like we did under President Obama. We really didn't get nothing from his administration like that. So under you, you're going to be required to do for us because – you 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 white and you're racist. You white and you're hom- you homophobic. And if that's true, then us black folks need to come together and fight. Period. So I voted for him for that purpose, and I voted for him other ways because I knew Donald Trump would would be able in in, in, in um, to get things through Congress. I knew if Hillary would have got in there, it would have been very difficult for her to get things through Congress. Why? Because Republicans will not let her get anything. Congress because she would have tried to extend President Obama's legacy. But what is President Obama's legacy for the folks in the hood? What is his legacy for the inner cities? What is his legacy for the failing schools? What is his legacy for the um, citizens here in Chicago? It's bad. It is a nightmare. Black folks in Chicago that's in the hood, that's struggling, they're not saying, oh man, Obama was a good president. No. They're saying, Shit, ain't nothing changing the hood when Obama got in office. That's what I'm hearing. 
So that he's going to be so bad, we have to give him a chance by fighting him every single day. If we're going to mourn him winning and saying, hashtag, I can't wait for 2020. So what you're saying is put black folks on the back burner. They're they going to wait and wake up in 2020. Okay. Because if it, if it was ever a time for black people to wake up, we should have been woken up when, when President Obama won. And it's no shade. When he won eight years ago, black folks should have gotten a lot of stuff from the table. But what we did, me included, we was excited because we saw a black family in the White House. We was excited because they was there and we seen somebody like us. And we did not, it did not register in our mind that he is the most powerful man on the planet and we need to get things from his administration because we need some things. And yes, I know y'all talking about the state and local government handles what they go on, but the federal government can do a lot of things as well. But the federal government had to step in when it was the Voters' Right Act. The federal government had to, um, had to step in with fair housing. So they have to step in. And if we had it, if President Obama would have spoken up, a lot of states would have failed in line. And if they didn't, we would have fought them on the state and local level. So a lot of times we did not do a good job fighting on the state and local level. President Obama did not do a good job fighting on the state and local level. He did not do a good job organizing the Democratic Party. That's why we lost a lot of governor seats. That's why we lost a lot of Congress and Senate seats, because Obama did not organize the Democratic Party. And why why, why are you blaming Obama? Because he's the, he, he, he was the pre, he's the president. And when you're the president of your party, you are in charge of the Democratic Party, period. I mean, that's, that's simple politics, <laughs> right? Right. So us in Chicago, yes, we do need to go to Governor Romner and, our con, uh, and state representatives and tell them this is what we need. We do need to write Rahm Emanuel and tell those Ottomans, get off your behind and do something. Yes. We do need to do that, and we need to do that today. And But does that neglect, and does Obama just completely off the hook? No, he's not off the hook because of that, because that's part of his legacy. That's what I have to say about that. <laughs> I mean, and well, I know we disagree. Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say that the pretty much the change that people need to or want to see in their community starts at home. If they want that change, they got to start being that change. They got to really work hard to to try to try to unify with others who identify with that same change that they wish to see in their community, that yeah. they wish to see in their lives, uh, the you know, additional resources, things of that sort. Mm-hmm. If mm-hmm. they do not put in the work, people aren't just going to give you things. You no. got to go out and go for it. If you don't go out and go for it, Nobody's going to try to help you. It's, right. it's like the saying, God helps those who help themselves. So, of course, we're under God. But then since we're on earth, we also got to put in the work for, for, to really show that we do want this. We did this, this, and this. And can you kind of meet us halfway? Do something. Don't just say we need this and think someone else is going to do it for you. That's just not how it works. We have to be more responsible. We have to be more responsible if we're going to see anything happen. If anything's going to happen, it all starts with, with ourselves. What are we going to do? Mm, that's, that's true. Things. If we don't do anything, so be it. It's going to be the same. 
So those people in the hood, they need to get off their ass. They need to go ahead and write letters or learn to write or whatever. They need to go down mm-hmm. to City Hall. They need to go to the alderman's office, make appointments, and, and, and just speak your mind. And if, if that does not work, you can always do a demonstration. You could always protest. You know, mm-hmm. do something. Be involved. If you're not involved, then you're not part of the solution. You yeah, are part true. of the problem. That's the truth. Well, and, you have and, to. And, uh, and Marquise and I, we've disagreed for days when it comes to the Donald Trump thing. And we'll still disagree, <laughs> but at least when we, when we disagree, we have a right. dialogue like two adults. We talk about it, and 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 I'm not. I don't want to call him out his name because that's my boo. I love Marquis. Yeah, and, but and, but calling me out my name, what what is that going to do? Because I still voted for him. I mean, is that going to change? Yeah, he can vote for whoever he wants, just okay. like how I can vote for whoever I want. He okay. voted for uh, Donald Trump. I voted for Hillary. So yeah. what? We can vote for whoever we want to. It's a free country. We have freedom of speech. And I'd be damned if someone takes that away from me, just like now, how I'm st- sure. Question. Would Go that ahead. stop you from working with the Trump administration to get things done? Is that going to stop you from calling your senator? Is that going to stop you from calling your Congress? Is that, is that, is that me voting for Donald Trump? Is that going to make you? What is that? That, that should just say. It won't make okay. me stop from reaching out to them because I remember back when I first uh, legally went through my um, changes of my of my documentations, like name changes uh-huh. and things of that sort. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I wanted to change was information on my birth certificate because it was just incorrect. And since I was born in Tennessee, I had to uh, kind of go by their laws as far as information that's on a birth certificate. And so when I realized that the laws kind of prohibit changes of the sort that I was needing, I had to reach out to def- to a couple of senators and a diff- and, and congressmen that's in Tennessee. And that kind of goes to show that you got to start putting in some kind of change, even if you have to call them every day of the week, just so that you get on their nerves and they say, you know what, this person's been calling all week, that we need to block them, but... Okay. They seem to really be passionate about this. Uh, what can we do to reach out to them? And let me try to be. If you, I'm gonna keep it real. Keep it a little nasty. I'm gonna keep it a little, little nasty out there. If you want some dick, <laughs> and if you want some booty, okay, I'm gonna speak like this, because majority of my audience and my friend list is LGBT folks. So let right. me speak in a language that we understand. Okay, when I want some booty and dick, I work for it. If I really want to do with somebody, like like if this person really paying me or whatever the case may be, I'm gonna make sure that I try consistency or con- be very consistent to get that person. Period. And if you can be consistent to sleep with somebody, if you can be consistent to get your outfits changed, to go to a club, to go to multiple clubs, to 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 get online, to create things online. Some people can create so much drama that people can share it. I know I'm one of them. Um, and if you could do all that for that reason, why can't you do that for positivity? Why can't you do that calling your senator, calling your congress? Because these folks, we vote them in. We are still constituents. Even if you don't vote, they are still representing you. So we have to do that. 
But folks can call me up and call me so many faggots and sissies and cock-eyed bitch and call me all type of names. And I always tell them, I do didn't call me a bitch. I do didn't call me a faggot. Did you call your congress and tell them to fix those, um, you know, to help you get tickets to go into the White House? Did you write your senator to tell them about to increase the grants? Can I ask you another question? When the last time you wrote yeah. President Obama about your condition? I know I wrote him plenty of times. I wrote him for, you know, health con- health benefits to get my eye fixed. I wanted to know, did Obamacare um, cover uh, me to get surgery on my eye, to strain my eye? And to find, I didn't get a response, but I did get a response from the folks from the Obamacare Affordable Care Act, Act you know, folks that work with them. They call, and yes, it's under insurance. When you can see the, what is that? What, what do they call the eye doctor? Optometologist? Yeah, uh, op- it's, it's a it's a optometrist, and then there's an ophthalmologist. Ophthalmologist. So I'm not sure what I'm not sure what the difference between the two are, but I they're both. The I know it's covered under the Obamacare, but I wouldn't have not known that if I just when I've not called them, you know. So it's a lot of things out there, and and, and, and I know a lot of folks said, well, you know, Wiley, they're going to appeal or repeal the Affordable Health Care Act. But if they do that, it's going to take two, maybe three, maybe four years. They're negotiating. It's going to be a long time uh, before it actually it actually be completely gone. So that's another fact. It's not when they repeal it. Everybody's going to lose it that day. No, that's not true. At least, bare minimum, we still got it for one year if you signed up before the deadline. Just right. a case in point. But moving on along, um, to change gears, um, Bishop Eddie Long um, passed away. At 60, how old was he? 63. Um, U.S. Today already uh, reported it. Many other outlets reported it. Uh, Pastor Mission, uh, New Birth Missionary Baptist Church died Sunday morning. Um, in a statement, the church confirmed Long's death from cancer-related causes. I'm confident through my belief in God that my husband is now resting in a better place, said Long's wife, Vanessa. Although his transition leaves a void for those of us who love him dearly, we can celebrate and be happy for him knowing he's at peace. So a lot of folks is um, upset. Some people is shouting about his death, and some folks are actually weeping. But U.S. Today is so shady. They said, controversial mega church Bishop Eddie Long dies. See, see that? You know? See that title? Controversial uh, 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 mega church Bishop Eddie Long dies at 63. That is the headline on U.S. Today. So, See, that I mean, deep. already, they, they could have just said mega church bishop, mega church pastor, Bishop Eddie Long dies at 63. But no, controversy, um, mega church, Bishop Eddie Long dies at 63. Now, yes, it was controversy under, uh, um, with Bishop Eddie Long. I mean, he had multiple lawsuits from young men came forward accusing him of sleeping, he, um, flying him around, sleeping with him. And, of course, he settled out of court. So a lot of people is using that and saying this is why he's dead. And he's, you hear rumors. Some people said he, he died from HIV, and I don't know how you can just say that. We don't know his health reason unless you're a doctor. You, you, you didn't ran the autopsy. You didn't see the toxicology reports. You can't really say that as being factual. And you can actually get sued because if it's not true – you're just lying. So I don't want to say promote that, but those are rumors of what people are saying. And a lot of times in the gay community, we're not careful. We cannot get upset when heterosexual people say, oh, he died, he had AIDS. 
if we are saying it to each other. We can't get mad right. at what a Kimberley if we saying it. I'm, I'm saying some gay people. I said, but listen, bro. I told one guy because he he was just going in. He died from HIV. He had AIDS, and I said, were you just in a hospital a couple of months ago, and the girls were reading you saying you possibly got something, and it made you feel bad? So why are you spreading this about Bishop Eddie Long? Be careful saying that. Because it could have been it could have been cancer. Because if you have cancer, you lose weight. You know what I mean? Anybody know about cancer? No, that's one of the signs of having cancer. You is a heavy weight loss. You know, and it, that, that was rumors as well. But for us to say he had HIV, he died and all that, I cannot say that. Because I don't know. What I do know According to news, the U.S. Today, CNN, he's tra- he passed on, and he's no longer here. But that's not the only thing. Kimberell prophecy came to pass. Bishop Eddie Long is dead. Somebody else posted that. And I said on my Facebook page, let me see what I put on my Facebook page because people were liking it. Please don't bring Kimberell hate speech into into Bishop Eddie Long's death. I stand by that. Because if you do that, then, hell, all of us sisters better get ready because we all going to die this year. If you're going to use that, well, her prophecy came to pass. What you're saying as a homosexual man, you're going to die this year. Dummy. <laughs> I mean, right? You find me when I'm lying? If if you are a gay man yeah. posting that and you post on your Facebook, if you got that on your Facebook wall right now, you are stupid because what you're saying is you're gonna die this year. Please don't bring Kimberell hate speech into Bishop Eddie Long's death. Don't bring this into the conversation. What you should bring into this conversation. I'm sorry to hear that. I send my condolences. I'm gonna pray for the Long family. Leave it like that and move on until we get other facts. Then we can have dialogue to talk about that but the, di- the, the the conversation we should have are we with Kimberell or are we against her because some of y'all girls are jumping sides y'all are with Kimberell right now because some of y'all saying her prophecy came to pass see she she knew what she was talking about I know she's gagging at home no if she truly is a woman of God she's not gagging at home she's actually praying for the family if you truly sent by God because if you're truly sent by God, God don't want you gagging, laughing, rejoicing off of somebody's death. He don't want you doing that. It's a that. very hateful thing. Go ahead. It's a very hateful thing to do. When someone passes away, you got to have respect for the deceased. That's just the <laughs> that's just <laughs> the rule of life. If you don't have respect for the for mm-hmm. the for those who are gone in a in a better place, then something's wrong with you. Emotionally and spiritually There's there's like a lacking Of spiritual growth And development if you cannot Just acknowledge that someone's in a better Place let's pass On prayers and good vibes And good energy to their Loved ones because They are suffering and that They need encouragement They need time to grieve Peacefully and privately and mm-hmm. and and for for those to trivialize it the way that they are trivializing it, it it goes to show that some people are actually messy. They're very yeah. very very messy in the ways where 
sometimes I kind of wonder, those on social media, and if they are on as much as they are, do they really have, do they really even have business of their own to tend to? Because mm. if they did, they wouldn't be so focused on someone else's passing and saying, oh, Kim Burrell. And I'm like, mm-hmm. that's why I say, why are we still talking about this woman? Come on. Why are we still talking about Kim Burrell? She because a lot is of gay people still talk about Kim Burrell because they're still slaves to that. They got to admit she is, a, she is as irrelevant as that hairstyle that she had in that video saying that God loves you. Mm-hmm. So they need to le- let her be. You're only giving her more spotlight when you keep talking about her. Stop talking about Kim Burrell. That's what I would say. But most and, people want to talk about people who they don't like. That's why on. people get the spotlight. That's why people get, you know, mm-hmm. do this research. That's why they get as much of exposure as we don't want them to have, but we don't know we give them that kind of glory, that kind of power when we speak of them so much. Sometimes if we just just close our mouths and just not say anything about somebody, we can learn so much more about life. We can learn so much more about people. Sometimes we just need to just step back, don't say a single word. We learn so much more, but and, and and see, you got me preaching up in here right now. I'm about to preach. Go ahead. Go ahead, sis. Preach. <laughs> and so so now at this point, now that Kim Burrell's being brought up again, her her she she's gonna be getting a lot more exposure. She's gonna be yeah. getting a lot more press. She's probably yeah. looking around like, dang, they talking about me again. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so well, let me, I let me come on back out. But now it's now it's a little confusing because if they dis, if people dislike her, why do we still talk about her? Right. She lost a I lot don't of think things. A lot of folks, I think a lot of people in the gay community, not to cut you off, is a product of that of their slave master. I think a lot of people, and I used to be a part of that, and I still have residue of that because sometimes I kind of like come to defense. Once you are so enslaved with that getting beat down, you faggot, you sissy, you faggot, faggot, you going to hell. You've been brought up under that. And so once you became a full-fledged gay person, fully aware of what you're doing, you you will still go back to that type of um, church because you are conditioned to believe that is the way, the truth, and the life. And I've been born under that. So I will continue to believe in that, you know? And it's so sad to see a lot of flaming, flaming bottoms just taking all type of penis and semen all over their body. Are on Kimberell's side and saying that this is the reason why he passed because Kimberell had that prophecy and I believe in that. Like, no, 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 no. Well, if you do believe in that, I can't stop you for what you believe in, but hey, you gay yourself, so look in that mirror, so you might as well go get your suit ready for your, you know, for your funeral. Because she said gay's gonna die in 2017. But that's that's not like a, a really a prophecy because gays, straight, all type of people are going to die this year. Oh, no, that's not true. That's not true. That's a lot of pastors becoming, oh, the world is going to end in 2000. Did the world end in 2000? What did we do? Went to go get a whole bunch of water, juice, chips. Bitch, in this world been here. It's 2017. So is that, no, 
So stop. That's just like me saying, oh, Big N, oh, that's just like me. I prophesize to the next day I'm going to blink my eye in the next minute. Or in the next second I'm going to blink my eye. Or later today I'm going to take a boo-boo. You know, it just stop <laughs> prophesying of stuff that's automatically going to happen. People is going to die. Not all people is going to die. Don't say that because you're lying. Because it's 15 days in the new year and gay people are still here. Straight people are still here. Now, it's, people are going to die. People have passed on this year. But to say, oh, no, that's like a stupid statement. That's dumb. That's stupid to say. It's just, it's just stupidity. And that's, and that's, and that's quite, it's quite damning, if you ask me, especially if you, especially when we speak, we are speaking things into existence. And oh, yes, if we are not going to speak positive things, then we should just not speak at all. We should just yeah. shut the hell up. And not if say anything. Say good, and, no, and, and I know that a lot of people are going to send send some hate mail to me, and I don't care to read it. But I'm going to say this. Yes. You're not going to. You cannot. And and I mean this. You cannot speak negatively over someone else's life and think that good things are going to happen to you. Karma is definitely a bitch. And if you don't know, you're going to find out one day. Find out. That's why I always say good things come to those who wait. And if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at all because you surely do not want bad things to happen to you. You don't want people yes. to speak negatively over you or your life because things do come in existence. The tongue is a very powerful tool. And if you yes. don't believe that, try praying. Praying is very powerful. Meditation it's very powerful. And for those that say the things that they say over other people, it just is disgusting. Yes, it is. It's very disgusting because it's okay um, to have, you know, laugh, crack jokes, but it's a time for that, you know. Um, and this isn't one of them. It's not that if you look at Ephesians 3 and 4, a time to kill, a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to throw stones and a time to gather stones, a time to embrace and a time to um, embracing. So, and that's the New American Standard Bible. I wanted the old, I wanted the King, the King James Bible, the version, but the, um, Pretty much what that scripture is saying, it's a time for, for things. It's just, this is just not the time. This is the time to weep because this family is weeping. You know, um, a lot of us mourned when President Elect Trump was. So it's a time for different things. This this not the time to crack no jokes on Bishop and all. Now, mind you, when he was alive, granted, it was some situations where it was very laughable, but this ain't the time to be laughing and keying and cracking jokes because at the end of the day, this is somebody's brother, father. Um, Members lost their pastor. So I don't want nobody cracking on my family member if they do some things in their life and they're cracking jokes about it. I, I don't have no respect for that. I, I, I say a lot of crazy shit out of my mouth, but when it comes to um, cracking jokes on the dead, when it just happened, no. Even if it had been done, it's just some stuff I just don't want to touch. I'm not that bold. But some of these people I follow on my Facebook page, Let's say they are so positive. 
all I don't do no wrong, Wiley. I'm all about peace and love. You're not about peace and love, you devil. Because that's like a devil. When you laughing and joking about somebody's death, I want to watch you because you might kill me and start laughing while you're killing me. No, 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 no. I don't want to have those type of friends. And I'm the type of people that I watch. <laughs> people that laugh on people. Ooh, Wiley, guess what, guess what? What, what, what? This person was walking down the street and they got hit by a car and I was just keying. I was just laughing. It was so funny. I'm going to be like, okay, we can no longer associate ever in life. Because that's kind of weird. Because if you laughing and that makes that you got joy in your heart because of this, something wrong. Get away from me because you have no type of no type of common sense and you have no heart. You are a cold hearted person, as they say. <laughs> and I can't be no befriend people like that. But it's a lot of folks that I'm reading. I'm on my Twitter. I am on my Facebook, and I'm reading these comedy they can. I'm, I ain't got time for that. And then if I see that. Don't post that and don't share that because you will be immediately sent to my favorite ministry, Black Ministry. You will be sent there immediately. The ushers, I will usher you into that area. <laughs> I don't yeah. play. I don't play. And, you know, he done some things allegedly that he's going to have to answer for if he, if he done it, you know. And that's between him and God. Yes, people judge him. We threw stones. Yes, it was a time for that. Because the Bible said it's a time to throw stones. And it's a time to gather stones. So during Bishop Eddie Long's life, he went through that. I mean, you've seen the ridicule and the, the stones was thrown at Eddie Long. Because sometimes we can do things in our life to get people the ammunition to shoot us. And that's a fact. We can do some things and get folks to shoot us. And, hey, we have nobody to blame but ourselves. Absolutely. Because if you feel like it's your personal, private business, who you sleep with, what do you need to be doing in your sex life? Keeping it what? Personal and what? Private. Don't make it public. When you make something public, you become a public target. Period. (laughs) I am. Right. I am a person that posts things publicly and some things I should not post and something I have posted and I regret to this day posting. But I have nobody to blame but myself because nobody put, put a gun to my head to say, put that on social media. I did that on my own. So if you having all this crazy sex and you a pastor, you having sex with underage boys, you're going to answer for that because the scripture said in his scriptures in the Bible that I do believe in was done in the dark. So what? Come to the light. The light is it's going, to, it's going to be ma- it's going to be manifested. That's what anything It's like if you're a woman, you keep on having unprotected sex and you're not on birth control. What's going to happen? A baby going to come. You're going to get pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just that's just uh, that's just the, the 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 laws of nature, the laws of science. The, that's just how it is. If you keep on eating, taking that constipation, um, diarrhea medicine, what gonna happen? Some boo boo gonna come out, some mess gonna come out, and if not, you gonna wind up dying if you don't mess. So, the more you eat, the more waste gonna come out. That's just that's just a natural reaction. So yes, we can do some things that yes. Folks that's going to throw stones at you in hell. That's just going to happen. This, you did that. If you out here recording a sex tape and, and you at work 
and you just got this new promotion and you getting dicked down by the intern, hey, that you got to deal with that. That just that's the world we live in. We can't use this scripture. And we use it a lot. I use it a lot. God say don't judge nobody. You ain't no judge. But bitch, why am I giving you things to judge me on? I should just my I should keep my personal life per, personal life private. And I I'm learning that now. So a lot of things I won't do. So now a lot of stuff I won't say because I don't want it coming back to me. So if I don't want it coming back to me, what? I don't want to say it. I don't want to put it out there publicly. That that's why I love Beyonce. I love my girl Beyonce for this reason. She don't put her personal life out there to the world to criticize her. She keep her marriage with Jay-Z private. So it won't give the world uh, ammunition to attack her on that. We might can attack her on stealing her style, stealing her moves and all that type of stuff. That's up for debate. But when it comes to her marriage and how she raised Blue Ivy, that's private. That is all private. We don't know what's going on in our house. And that's how you should have it if you don't want the public in your business. So with Bishop Eddie Long's situation, yes, it's going to be some folks criticizing her criticizing him for his actions, what he did when he was alive, that don't go away. Sometimes you could do so much wrong when you're alive, and then when you die, people, all your teeth come out. <laughs> that, that, that's just how it is. You find out that your daddy, that you thought who your daddy for years, then your daddy died, then they find out you know that one your daddy, right? The one that you call your brother, that's your daddy. You give them a, that stuff happens. So, be careful what you do when you're alive because when you're dead, you have no control over the story. Everybody else gets to control the story, gets to control the narrative of your story. And that's period. Whether you do wrong or whether you do right. <laughs> that's why you better lay up good groundwork when you're alive. And I, I take, I'm the first partaker of that because I don't, what do I want my obituary to read? I wanted to be at least he was trying to be a good guy, but right now that would be a lie because I'm, I'm doing a lot of crazy, stupid shit. So a lot of stuff I need to change within myself. I know that I can talk right. about me, so I know I'm not all the way there. So again, we are praying for Bishop Eddie Long's family. I'm praying for his family. I'm praying for his church, but I'm not with that whole let's attack him. He's a child because whatever you say, he's dead now. So bitch, get over it. Get over that. And if anybody, and if he had molested anybody, hypothetically speaking, this is your time. Now you're going to have to try get help, seek help. To get to get away from those feelings because you don't want to be alive still hunting for what he did to you. If that were to happen, I'm just speaking hypothetically speaking. If he molests, I don't think I don't think it that was the case. I just think that the young man just had sex with him and they got paid for it and they probably allegedly got upset that he moved on and bitch they sued him for some money. I don't think he molested them and they even came out said that they wasn't molested. They just felt as though he used his position to sleep with us. But they said they weren't molested. But anywho, I'm not going to get into all of that. Pray for Bishop Eddie Long. But, hey, them girls, I'm still reading. Somebody just posted right there, forget him. Why would you say that? He died from having sex with boys. God is against that. That's why he died. Y'all gay people, get in church and get right with God. Somebody just tweeted that. So that the haters, like you said, Big Ann, well, y'all giving, uh, what's her name, Kimberrell, this power? Mm-hmm. What that's going to do? Ushering more people to Got say, it. hey, you faggots. Get right, faggot. Let me say something to that person who is, who is saying that. So the first off, God is love. And so if God is love, 
And if you are saying those things, you are not a great representation of following God's word. So if you are going to be a great um, source of how God is influential to your spiritual garden and growth and development, the very first thing you've got to learn is you can't be judgmental and love is patient and love is kind. And what, and, and to that lady or whoever it was, what you just said was the opposite of kind and you need to change that. That is not right to just say gays need to be in church to get right with God. Okay. You need to get into church to get right with God because what you said was very hateful, almost as hateful mm-hmm. as what Kimberell said. And the fact yep. that you're saying this is not making Christianity look any better. And there are many people who are casted off from Christianity because of the things that people like Kimberell have been saying. So if I were you, I would really do a lot of soul searching and to really understand why people are the way that they are. Because truthfully, if it wasn't for God creating everyone to be who they are, then maybe you would have more of a point. But everyone is different, and everyone's different for a reason. That's almost like saying you need to go to church and get right with God because you're black. You need to get, go to church and get right with God because you're a woman, so before saying that about someone who's a member of the LGBT community, you need to understand that everyone comes in different shapes and sizes for a reason. And yeah. without diversity, we would not really know how to appreciate not only our similarities, but more so our differences. And for you to say that, it's not of God, and it's not of love, and it's not of compassion, and it's not of patience and, and of good virtue. And good things only comes to those who exercise those characteristics and you yes. madam you're not exercising those characteristics Mm-mm. so if I were you get it together and that's what get it together and I'm just you know people they go on social media and they spew all this hate you know and it's unfortunate that this is the era that we live in you know and it's just so sad I'm not gonna read no more negative comments but that is that's the reality. So no, I want you to read those negative comments. I want to hear. Oh, all right. Oh, I keep it going. Uh, I am on Twitter <laughs> now because Eddie Long is you know Eddie Long is trending on Twitter. Um. So this one person tweeted, um, "Black church folks, you heard you heard Bishop Eddie Long die?" Question mark. And the person responded, "Jesus, no. What he what he died from?" They said he died from cancer. Um, and then they got a, a picture of Whitney Houston. But do you really know? Question mark. You know that that's and that's the talk. I'm not dumb to see that's the reality because a lot of times when you hear a lot of black folks, LGBT folks, especially in the older community, they use this predominantly. They use that cancer card. Oh, he had cancer, and that was cold where he had HIV. But we use cancer because it's everybody have you know a lot of folks die from cancer, so that's not weird. But it's like a bad stigma to say you died from HIV complications of HIV and AIDS. You know what I'm saying? So they that's why they use that cancer card. So of course, you know they use that, and it's sad that people are just assuming that. But they did say he did have cancer. So this this is like whenever the autopsy come out, I think they should release. It. And this is a question: should Bishop Eddie Long's family released 
the results of why he passed to the public? Do you think he should do that? Do you think his family should release the results of the autopsy when it's completed to the public? Yes or no, Big N? I think just to give peace of mind. I said, wow. I think to give peace of mind, I think yes. But if it was not for the fact of of a lot of concern for his health and his well-being, and if it was not so alarming, then I would say no, because what's, you know, the fact is he passed. Let's mm-hmm. grieve yeah. together and privately. Let's give good energy to his loved ones. But the only reason why I say yes is, again, because there are lots of concern with respect to his health when he reappeared out of nowhere. Mm. Yes. And it would give when... people peace of mind to find out what it was that's causing so many changes and, and caused so much alarm. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, because I was looking at when he was doing an interview with Steve Harvey. You know, he was doing an interview with Steve Harvey, and um, that was like a couple of months ago. He had the weight on him, just just he had the weight on him and everything. And a couple of months after that, we all witnessed how the weight, how he just drastically just lost all that weight. And he came out publicly and said, you know, I am on this vegan diet. And then a couple of weeks ago, almost a month ago, we saw him again publicly at his church and he lost all that weight. They had to help him move around the church. It was just a very sad sight. So I think if they were to release that information, all it's going to do is just create more controversy. It's going to create so much controversy, and financially, um, it will it will put that their family in jeopardy financially because somebody gonna come out and say, "Bitch, man, they don't gave me this," and it just it, it will and releasing that autopsy publicly just will open up so many open up a can of worms, and I don't even want to see that. And then it's gonna validate a lot of folks that is anti-gay and. It believe in, live in that gay folks gonna die from AIDS. That's just gonna give them if that is true, if it comes out some with that nature, H complication with that, because of that, da 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 da. What that's gonna do, that's gonna promote Kim Burrell followers and not just Kim Burrell, but pastors that believe in that across this country are gonna use that event because if we go back to the post nightclub and that happened on a Sunday, and I remember that day like it was yesterday. I was, um, he passed, he died, all those folks, I think 49 people, a lot of churches across across the country was preaching, oh my God, see, I'm not hurt that those folks died because of Solemn and Gomorrah, that's going to happen, that's what a lot of these preachers was preaching, and I'm like, I'm trying to mourn the death of my brothers and sisters, because once, once 49 people passed on in post nine, that, that really hurt me, because that was just like, those on my family, and so, I wept. And then these preachers was preaching like, stop that crying, you you sissy. That's what's going to happen to you if you don't get right with God. A lot of black churches and white churches were preaching that and preached that a lot because they feel as though they are preaching and serving God by preaching that. Yeah. And I feel as though I don't think God wants you to preach and rejoice 
and someone else's pain. That's just me. I don't feel like because God did a lot of stuff. To, and he, you see him rejoice doing stuff. God rejoice. See, see, you on them drugs. You should have did right by what I told you to do. I told you not to do that. Nah, nah, you on drugs. You know, I don't rejoice in people. Uh, uh, pain, destruction. God rejoices. So if you are reference to do represent God, you should be doing that. A lot of folks, yeah. I'm just say, they represent God. They represent devils. They are devils. They are devils, angels. No, do got the devil has his ministers. And so these people be using that hate speech and just these people. And I always use this. If you older, you doing it. I always say, say if you're 65, 70, 80, and 90 years old, um, you was living in the Jim Crow era, and you was living in those white preachers and pastors was saying, I don't want white people to be with black people. A lot of these older preachers, even Morell included, live in that era that white preachers and ministers across this country were saying, listen, God want black and white to separate it. God don't want and white to enter. Because we are the devil, and white people is pure. So God is love for racial purposes. Then why can't God be the God of love for sexuality purposes? Come on, somebody. And then I, I was hearing uh, about you know period. Um, I had a debate with a, 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 a woman pastor, and she said, you know, Mr. Wiley, she said, you have to understand, why don't you go to a church that say homosexuals, everything about homosexuals? I said, but miss, why don't, well, how can you tell these white churches to open their doors up to black people? Because what you're saying is, white folks should just keep their churches white, don't focus about black issues, if you're going to make things, if you're going to close the door off of black gay people or just gay people, period. You can't shut the door on that issue and then fight for equality. That's why I, I disagree with a lot of people, a lot of these activists out here that are screaming, Black Lives Matter! Black Lives Matter! But when a, a black woman, a, a black trans woman get, get murdered, shot down, get killed, you're silent. And a lot of these Black Lives Matter activists, I'm talking about these big activists, they rarely Speak on or touch on black trans women, and they are part of the black lives. Oh no! And trans they men. Part of black lives. They're weird. I don't understand them. I don't know about them. You know, but no. If you say black lives matter, then it matters for all people, and you got to be careful with that. If you exclude one group, you exclude the entire. Your organization don't mean nothing. You are a hypocrite. You're no different than the Ku Klux Klan. And a lot of these black folks, they, and I believe this, a lot of black folks are just as racist as white folks. Some of these black folks are so nasty. When you get into that homosexuality, you're going to see a lot of black folks that you're going to be like, wow, I didn't know you really feel that way. You were screaming yesterday, quoting Dr. King. Now you quoting, sissy, faggot, sit down. Not even knowing that the person that you quoting and celebrating actually had a homosexual a part of his staff. I can't quote his name. Anybody that's watching, um, who was the name of the um, LGBT civil rights worker that actually organized the March on Washington when Dr. King gave that I Have a Dream speech? 
uh, it was a gay. He was he was gay, openly gay, and he worked in the civil rights. He worked in the civil rights era. So I I can't think of his on top of my tongue. I can't think of the name, but he was homosexual, and it was many homosexuals a part of the civil rights era that was marching, singing, "We shall overcome," and it was a homosexual. But did Dr. King, the only thing that I've learned from that situation, a lot of activists had came that said, the only, I really regret not speaking up for him. I wish that we would have spoken up about, about um, gay issues during that time. And regret that because they had to, they had to sit him down because um, they did not want white supremacists to label Dr. King as gay. So they had to tell that person, say, listen, you can no longer um, be out, pub- you know, you can no longer be out um, publicly with us. We're going to have to break ranks. But behind the scenes, he helped organize all of that. So, again, gay people was here for a long time. And gay folks not going anywhere. That's why Kim Burrell is suffering because she's now hopefully... Um, is realizing if I'm going to be a gospel singer, I'm going to have to get along with gay folks because gay people, 80, a good chunk of gay folks are in the gay industry, uh, in the gospel industry. I said gay industry. Well, I'm going to be lying if I say that in the gospel industry because there's a lot of gay gospel artists, especially in the men's department. I can show you some pictures and, and, and if I'm lying began. I mean, come on, we're not blind. Yeah, there there are a lot of people. They just have to, in my opinion, if you're gay or if you're part of the LGBT community and you're in the gospel music industry, just <laughs> find the truth within self enough to stand with it and be truthful. You don't have to hide it. And if you want to hide it, then okay, whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's, it's a lot harder to hide something than to be truthful. Because with truthful, yeah. you don't need a good memory. With with lying, you do need a good memory. And not That's only true. that, but you also would have to have to. It, it takes a lot of energy, and and that's something that a lot of pe- people are going to eventually run out of when it comes down to it. When you look in that mirror, and then you're like, I'm tired of hiding who I am. I shouldn't mm-hmm. have to hide who I am. If people don't like me, then so be it. Then too bad. That's it. And you have to be careful saying gays going to hell when you are letting gays do your makeup. You have to be careful saying gays going to hell when you letting gays put curls in your hair, putting weave in your hair and all that. And I, you got to be careful saying gays going to hell when you let gays um, style you for Grammy performances, for gospel fest performances. You got to be careful saying gays going to hell and they're going to die and you are singing on an award show hosted by a gay. You got to be careful saying those things when you go into these restaurants and gay folks is cooking your food. Because why would you want a person cooking your food and they're on their way to hell? Okay? That's I'm true. just saying. Gay people is everywhere. You got to be careful saying gay people going to hell you letting them do your taxes. Why would you want a devil doing your taxes if you say all gay people is devil and they're on their way to hell? Why would you want to do I wouldn't want a person doing my taxes and they're going to die this year. Because they might not put uh, uh, do my taxes right before the deadline. I might not get my tax return, my tax refund. <laughs> so if we're going to say that, you got to be careful what you say. And that's why Kim Burrell is, not just her, 
people, period, lost so much because they took a stand against something that they were so connected, they were a part of. You could be a part of something not, you you don't have to be gay, but you could be a part of this organization that's controlled by LGBT folks. You could be a part of this radio station that's controlled by LGBT folks. And if I come out and say, gay is going to hell, what's going to happen? It's going to reaction. Oh, no, you said that. We can no longer work with you. Goodbye. That's a, no different than Donald Trump. When Donald Trump went on that bill, the, all Mexicans is rapists, what happened? Macy's pulled out. What happened? This organization pulled out. That organization pulled out. Only people that didn't pull it out was white women because they voted for them. <laughs> Hello. So just be careful what you say and be careful and be, and be careful how you say it. And, yes, you need to be mindful and monitor what goes on in your church. Who's recording you? I would want a gay person recording me, and I'm saying gay people going to hell because right then and there, that is a conflict of interest. You're, sign- you're sending out mixed signals. If you say gay one here, I wouldn't want a gay person being my cameraman. Yeah, amen, pastor. Yes, they're going to hell. And, and I can hear that sissy or faggot that you calling us dick in his face in the background. Like, that don't make sense. That's just like me saying, I don't like transgender, but every time you see me, you see me getting fucked by a transgender. Or you see me, or you, or you see me having sex with a transgender. Excuse my French, but I have to be blunt for y'all to understand me right now. And we, we, we want to be so technical. She was very nasty. So y'all heard that and was who by high and shouting. So don't be upset when I say Right. I just got to be careful. You know, you just got to be careful. I can't be upset, old big end. Why are you eating that fried chicken like that? You eat too much, and you see me gobbling down some baby back ribs and some French fries. But I'm accusing you because you eat too much, and I'm eating too much. It's just some, like my pastors always say. Like it's a saying: practice what you preach. Don't preach something that you ain't doing. Point blank, period. That's just how I feel. <laughs> I say a lot of stuff I don't practice, so I, it ain't gonna go nowhere. I can't tell us to say, "Hey, sis." Stop sucking all that dick, and I'm sucking dick. That ain't going to go nowhere. Because she's going to be like, you still sucking dick, so I'm going to still suck dick. So we both just going to suck dick together. You get, but you can't, I can't tell nobody to stop sucking dick and if I'm doing it. That don't make sense. Like that, you're, not, you're not a good example. It's just some things that you cannot touch on. If you're not good in that area, like Big Ann, I love you. That's just like my finances. You need to get right with your finances, and my credit score is 475. I can't tell you nothing about building no credit at my credit score is at 475. Actually, right. It's low. So right now, Wiley can't tell you nothing about your finances. I need somebody to tell me about my finances, how to build my credit up. <laughs> and that's why I don't understand some of my gay sisters and brothers and colleagues that go to churches and attend churches every Sunday. That's why I had to pull back going to a church that did stand and preach on issues that Kimberell preached on. And for me not to get in trouble by God or get in trouble by higher power, by trying to tell this church how to do this, how to do this, I stopped attending there, even though this is the church I was born and raised in. And I love the church to this day. I still go visit, but to save my just to say me from doing things I should not do or regret something, regret saying something I shouldn't say, I was just not going to go. And that's why I, I commend a lot of gay people in this country. You should just go to a church that welcome you. 
because some churches you just can't change. Hell, we still trying to change white folks to accept us, and they still say, no, nigger, I would never accept you, nigger. No, no, no. And we still screaming, accept us. We want, we want to be with you. You know, that's just that same type of mentality that I don't want to constantly be doing every single Sunday, going to a church, and I'm giving my money, paying tithes. I'm sitting with my husband or sitting with my three, or sitting with my three hoes. Or say, 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 you know, because gay people got hoes too. Or sitting with people that, or I'm in church and I'm ho- hooking up with somebody on Jack, and I'm, but I'm saying amen to my pastor when he's preaching against homosexuals. You have a mental problem. You're going to need to go get checked because that's not right. That's not healthy. And I think I've talked with folks, and I believe this. I said, the more I scream amen for saying he's going to hell, I know God going to deliver me from homosexuality. And that never happened. I am still a homosexual to this day. I've tried countless times. Lord knows I tried. Didn't work. One mm-hmm. time I thought I was delivered. Somebody hit me up on the train station. We was in the green line. And the next thing you know, I'm in this house doing something I had no business doing. It was, I was doing them fucking nasty. We were supposed to talk about the Sunday school lesson. It went from talking about Sunday school lesson, for him putting something in my mouth, for him, me putting something in his mouth, for, me, for him putting something in my butt, and me putting something in his butt. Point blank series. So right then and there, I knew then. Lord, and I said, Lord, send me a sign if I'm delivered. That was a sign I was not delivered. The results are in. I am still a gay man. And I remember that to this day. And do I've met him, and he's a preacher's kid. Yet he's one of those preacher's kids that, that um, you know, that's on the down low. He think nobody know he's gay. And I told him, I said, sir, I said, girl, they know you're a sister. They just don't bother you because you, you keep your stuff on the DL. But soon somebody, or you sucking dick or something like that, they're going to turn against you. They know. A lot of these churches, a lot of you queens that's out here on the DL, I have a friend, very close with. He think he's getting away. He think, don't nobody know I'm gay because my voice is the bitch. Everybody know your sister. They just don't say nothing because you're not out. Because you haven't nothing leaked about you. But quiet as cup, churches, church people know. And one thing I know, I grew up in a church. That's one of the top TMZ gossip places in the entire country is the black church. So tell me what I'm lying, big man. Like right now, uh, Bishop Eddie Long passed on, so you already know black churches is just spreading rumors right now. Yeah, child, I see. I told y'all. Hmm. I shot bye, bye, bye. I know my God good. <laughs> I just, nah, nah, nah. I told y'all. Hmm. Brother so-and-so, you need to be watching. You see what happened to Bishop Eddie Long? You need to get on, get right, and get you a, and get you a wife. Now, why the hell would you give him that advice? That didn't come from God, because if he's still a sissy and you want him to get married with a girl, that's not going to only mess him up, but it's going to mess her up, because then she's going to be like, babe, why you ain't ejaculating in me like you used to? Then she find out that you got a man that's going to mess her life, then she's going to hate. You know what I mean? It's just like... Be careful with that, cause I, I like no, don't try to hook me up with no female. And I told my girl, I said no, don't try to do that, cause I'm gonna break her heart. She said why? Because I love men, and she might come in and see some, and might make her shoot herself or shoot me, cause I like the stuff I like to do with men. I can't, I cannot date a woman and stay committed to a woman, thinking about a man having sex with a man, because I don't want to do that. I don't want to mess up her life. And it's a lot of innocent straight women that do want men. They don't want a man that want other men, vice versa. It's a lot of women that love men. They don't like women. Right. So they don't want a man sleeping around all that. That messed up her whole mind. And there's a lot of women that's dealing with that. I've read a book about 
uh, married to a gay pastor. And this woman went in how she was married to a man for years, and he was getting his dick sucked, gave her something, and she couldn't. She knew he was gay, but she kind of like pushing under the rug because, damn, bitch, I done gave you 15, 20 years of my life. What can I do? And eventually she moved on, and she wrote a good book. And I'm most definitely writing her, and we're trying to get the author. Of, I'm trying to get her on the show. So that's going to be the hot. And I don't know. I'm just talking. Sometimes we have to have these shows to talk about these issues. So go ahead, begin. Now, what's your experience? Because you being a black woman, a black trans woman, you get it, I think, worse than black gay men. Because I would, y'all I would get say it. Y'all so. are the minority of the minority of the minority of the minority of the minority. Because I think white trans women get more, have more privilege than black trans women. And I think because of that, because they're white. But go ahead. Because I know you get it a lot. Or your well, the community. I would say it. so, especially, I would say so, especially when it comes to making friends or dating. And, and then, and then the worst part that, that disturbs me, and this is a conversation that I continuously have with my closest friends, and they know who they are, and that is we even get that from the other members of the LGBT community. Mm. There are a lot of times, and, and I don't know what the cause of the division is, quite frankly. I still have yet to, to really figure that out. That would be something that I would know that I would like to have with an older trans woman of color. Mm-hmm. Um, but all I know is there is a divide between mm-hmm. gay people, mm-hmm. lesbians, and then, of course, the trans community. Oh, yes. And I don't know why that is, but that's even worse than receiving horrible treatment from someone who's heterosexual. Someone who's sure. heterosexual, they can, they can kiss my ass. But that's true. As far as I'm concerned, the LGBT you know, community you? as a whole needs to be united because we, we have just, a lot more in common than not. Yes, that's true. And I, I, I will say this: I was an ignorant black gay man when it came to transgender issues. I was one of those gay men. You trannies, you women with a dick. I used to say a lot of ignorant things because I just repeated what I was hearing about. Never met a transgender. Never talked to one, never date one, never slept with one. So I was speaking on pure ignorance. So it have taken me to get read and threatened to <laughs> by trans yeah. women from the transgender community um, and for some to speak to me kind and to educate me and school me on their issues and school me on their choice of transitioning. And once I start having those conversations and having those dialogues, I stopped speaking that and then unfortunately when I stopped doing that I said I need to have some trans friends I need some transgender women uh, in my life that I can speak to on a day to day basis and God blessed me to meet Big Ann I met her at Brandy's um, when she was in Chicago back in September and so we've been friends ever since so now me speaking to her talking with her every day it's a normal just normal. She's a woman. I respect her as such. I treat her as such. And I, I, I conversate as such. I don't go outside in that ignorant talk. And once you start to communicate with women of um, transgender, women of color, or just transgender women, period, 
you will find out that they are just women and we need to respect them as such. And I'm speaking for black gay men in America. We need to do a better job treating our trans sisters uh, with respect, dignity, and love. Because it's not easy being a uh, trans woman. It's not easy being a woman, period. But to be able to be born as a boy and you're working, just put yourself in her shoes and you're transitioning, okay? And you got a good job or you just got a job making nice money or making money and you're transitioning. And you come back and say, I'm trying, and the job's, oh my, what? Wait a minute, Wiley. Wait, 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 what are you? Um, are you okay? You, I see you have breath. I see your voice is changing. Well, um, just to let you know, I am transitioning. I um, I felt as though I was in the wrong body. The job not gonna understand that. So what do they do? They make it like hell. You get treated so bad. Certain jobs, a lot of jobs, and they push you out. Either they force you out, or they fire you, or they make it hell that you just have to quit because you're tired of getting bullied at work. And then you have to make you at home and you crying and you weeping. What? What am I going to do now? Because I still got to take these hormones. I, I know God want me as a woman. I want to be a woman. This is my life. I have no income coming in. So what do I? I need to do something. So that's why a lot of women I've talked to had no other choice but to get into escorting. And that's what I said publicly. It needs to be legal. We need to legalize it because they take industry and does they work. However you want to dress it, that's the work doing it because it's no different than stripping. That's the work. And a lot of trans women, until this country catch up with the new way to understand them, it's going to be more trans women getting into that. Because, hell, if you ain't making no money, you have to do what you got to do. Me as a black gay man, if I can't find no job nowhere, no job nowhere, I can't find shit. Nobody want to hire me. I'm going to look down. And I'm going to say, ooh, I got a big penis. Ooh, I got a big ass. I can do some things with this. I can do some. I know me. I know me. I can, I'm sitting here with this wine. I get drunk and say, ooh, I got a big penis. Mm. My ass is fat. And I am hungry. So I'm going to have to sell this to get what I want. After I sell everything, my TV, computers, after I sell all that, I'm going to have to sell myself. And I'm going to have to become an entrepreneur. I'm going to come, uh, hey, my body going to be a corporation. I'm going to be working Monday through Friday, 9 to 5, or overnight specials, tonight, whatever it takes, to take care of myself. Because that is just a natural thing. Because your guard, your survival mode going to kick in. A lot of people's survival mode have not kicked in yet because you ain't lost shit. You ain't lost everything. You cannot come to a trans woman, a trans woman and say, listen, you shouldn't be doing that when you got everything. You got food in your mouth, money in your bank account. Your job is treating you well until you lose completely everything and can't find nothing for years after years after years. So what the hell are you going to do? But I already see myself doing that if I lose completely everything. Hell yes. Yes. Wiley, would you sell your dick and your hell yes. Especially if they're making good money, $100, $200, $300, $400, and then some man you just have to sit down and rub their old wrinkle balls and just talk with them. Because can't, it can't go up, so all you got to do is just cuddle with them, of course. And if they have oh. to just dig me down and spray me with urine, of course I would. Hell yeah. Oh. What? 
have no other choice. I can't go to Walmart. I can't go to Burger King. I can't go to McDonald's. So I have no choice but to do it. And that's why a lot of women are doing it today. And that's why. And now, Wiley, you make it seem like they are. And some trans women just want to do that because they want to make that. Well, that's their life. If they want to make that fast money, make it. Go ahead, boo. Do you. It should be legal. I don't mind. If you want to sell your booty, sell your ass, sell your dick, sell your pussy, go right up here. It should be legal in this country. It is a disgrace for folks that want to sell their bodies. I'm talking about grown folks. I'm not talking about children. It is a disgrace to America, to our Constitution, that they can't do that. They're, they can't use their body as a corporation. It's, it's something wrong with that. But you may tell me I can slave and get fucked at a job day in and day out, getting, the, you know, you know, you fucking yeah. me in that way. You might not be fucking me in a sexual way, but I'm still getting fucked. So why not me go fuck somebody and get paid for it? And I have control over who fucked me or who I suck. That's what this country needs. And if we have that, it'll be a lot of trans women will be financially set because they don't have to longer run from the law or be afraid like, oh, girl, is this undercover cop or something? <laughs> it'll be all legal. It'll be all. It'll be fair play. And then that will be a great industry, not just for trans women, but for women, period. And it's people that's doing it as I speak. A study just came out. It's a university out here um, that is known for um, the escort university. Like majority of their students to pay their tuition, they escort. So, and it's a lot of the white folks that do that. So don't 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 call these bitches hoes and all that. You ain't calling white folks that because white folks doing it. It's it's classy when they do it, but it's trash when black folks do it. No, it's not. And I mean, I, I I commend transgender women to do that because you know what? They are entrepreneurs. They are they know how to calculate. They know how to communicate. They know how to cuddle with a man. They know how to treat. You know, it's just certain things that it, it's not easy being an escort. And and that takes a lot of work. And you have to be a good talker too. I mean, hey, I mean, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just learning, and I'm just knowing, and what I've witnessed, and what I was a part of. I've done some things. I've utilized some things. You take it how you do it. I utilize the hammer and the screwdriver, and the um, chandeliers, and 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 I've done some things. And something needs to be paid. And and yes, and yeah, I've done some things. I've done some things. Just keep it like that. And moving on. <laughs> so, thank everybody that's listening in tonight or this lovely, lovely day. I am getting a little drink in. So, shout out to everybody that is listening. And we, great conversation about Bishop Eddie Long and then Dr. King's um, legacy. And also, we're talking about um, Bishop Eddie Long's legacy in, in the gay community and the Kim Morrell, how we love each other and, and everything. So we really having this conversation because it needs to be had. So, you know, it's not going to stop. This conversation is going to continue. Um, Big N, I know I want to say this. Do you think we are ever be in a country where we can stop talking about homosexuality being a sin? Do you ever think we will ever be at that place where that will, we will no longer have that conversation? Unfortunately, I don't think so, and the only reason why I say this is because even if some people were to come around and come to terms, there's mm. still those who also raise their children to believe that as well. And oh. there are some kids today who will still bring that with them, who will still grow up with that mentality that it's a sin, that it's wrong, that it's that that everyone should just 
get married with children and, 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 and ignore the reality that some people are unhappy with, That's you true. know, the things that they have or don't have and that they obtain or they should obtain the things that they need or want in order to live life. So and, even though there's some people who come around, there's some people who are raising their children, and it's going to carry on and on and on. Yeah, and I, and I just say I mean, if there's a race problem, racist people will always be because of the fact that always believe that. But I that um, we, in order for it to go down completely in, we're going to have to have these conversations and we talk with each other and not at each other and compromise, you know, and be, be, be just as we understand what people go through. Put because if you were this way, and a lot of people born homosexuals, um, you have some that I was not born this way. I like it and I can do it. Uh, but the vast of realities and was along with remember liked and it and it was then. You know, you grow up and, and I you know and it, there's no feelings. Like I just, I was that way, and it's like I was born with um, my. You know, it's the same thing. You're born with. You just born with. I regretted it. Um, born with in change. Like case of my, I get surgery a couple of. Hallelujah! 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 <laughs> because yeah. um, that that. from being a homosexual? Is it possible? For folks that say they deliver, um, is it possible that God can live you? To be honest, I believe that if, if, if someone was a homosexual or they were gay and they were and they ended up not being attracted to the same sex anymore, I don't think that was necessarily God delivering you. Because we are, when we say that, we are pretty much indicating that being attracted to the same gender is just wrong. And that the right. only way to life is being attracted to the opposite sex. And that's not true. Because mm-hmm. if that's the case, then, then, well, then trans people are actually living the right way, too. Because we're, a lot of us are heterosexual as well. Exactly. Because being trans is not even a sexual orientation. Being trans is of it's a it's being aligned with our gender identity. 
our gender identity may not always match our exactly. assigned gender at birth. So it's a whole different thing. But I, I, I would say no, because even though people can find out that they're truly not gay, it's not because they're being delivered. It's because they look within themselves to know that there's more to them than just that. Mm. I believe that. So, ladies and gentlemen, I am going to play Dr. King's speech, and we will be back after that for closing remarks. So even though we face the difficulties of today and tomorrow, I still have a dream. It is a dream deeply rooted in the American dream. I have a dream that one day this nation will rise up and live out the true meaning of its creed. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. I have a dream that one day on the red hills of Georgia, the sons of former slaves and the sons of former slave owners will be able to sit down together at the table of brotherhood. I have a dream that one day even the state of Mississippi, a state sweltering with the heat of injustice, Sweltering with the heat of oppression will be transformed into an oasis of freedom and justice. I have a dream that my four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin but by the content of their character. I have a dream today. One day, down in Alabama, with its vicious racist, with its governor having his lips dripping with the words of interposition and nullification, one day right there in Alabama, little black boys and black girls will be able to join hands with little white boys and white girls as sisters and brothers. I have a dream today. hill and mountain shall be made low, the rough places will be made plain, and the crooked places will be made straight, and the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see it together. This is our hope. This is the faith that I go back to the south with. With this faith, we will be able to hew out of the mountain of despair a stone of hope. With this faith, we will be able to transform the jangling discords of our nation into a beautiful symphony of brotherhood. With this faith, we will be able to work together, to pray together, to struggle together, to go to jail together, to stand up for freedom together, knowing that we will be free one day. 
This will be the day. This will be the day when all of God's children will be able to sing with new meaning, My country tears of thee. Sweet land of liberty of thee I sing. Land where my fathers died, land of the pilgrim's pride. From every mountainside, let freedom ring. And if America is to be a great nation, this must become true. And so let freedom ring. From the prodigious hilltops of New Hampshire, let freedom ring. From the mighty mountains of New York, let freedom ring. From the heightening Alleghenies of Pennsylvania, let freedom ring. From the snow-capped Rockies of Colorado, let freedom ring from the crevaceous slopes of California. But not only that, let freedom ring from Stone Mountain of Georgia. Let freedom ring from Lookout Mountain of Tennessee. Let freedom ring from every hill and mole hill of Mississippi, from every mountainside. Let freedom ring, and when this happens, when we allow freedom ring, when we let it ring from every village and every hamlet, from every state and every city, we will be able to speed up that day when all of God's children, black men and white men, Jews and Gentiles, Protestants and Catholics, will be able to join hands and sing in the words of the old Negro spiritual, free at last, free at last. Thank God Almighty, we are free at last. Congress is, congressman or congresswoman, please go online, put in your Google, say I stay in this district or it's ways to do it. You have Google um, and put it out there. Shout out to Joel Jones out there in uh, Michigan. Um, another young, uh, just a young brother, just, just in politics. So let us work together. Um, like I work with many people. I, you, you can't go anywhere if you don't work with nobody. And for me to this day, help somebody, if you see anybody in need, be helpful, be the help. And if you see somebody that needs some assistance, do that. If you can't financially help them, offer them some advice. Be a listening ear. So on today, um, it is his birthday, and um, it's just a good, 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 feeling to for my generation uh, to still celebrate Dr. King and for me to even um, play his clip on my um, on the show is just a blessing. Um, Big Ann, your thoughts? And yeah, I cannot agree with you more when it comes to that. It is so true. And that's because we got to start the change at home. If we don't start change with ourselves and if we don't really start putting in the work, we're not going to get the results that we want. We're going to be complacent. 
We're going to really go backwards because that's what other people want. They want things to be the way they used to be. So we have to really keep the dream alive. Yes. And, um, and with that in mind, help somebody. If all y'all folks that feel as though this ain't going right, I you, your hand laid, your breath stink, give a person a breath mint. The hand laid, offer him a hot cone. You know, I'll help. If you feel as though, Wiley, why you dress like that? Help me. Wiley, you need to get a haircut. Give me twenty dollars. <laughs> so my point, don't criticize. If you're not gonna offer a helping hand. Affect you as such. If you criticize me when you was trying to help me and I annoyed your help, then I can kind of like, okay, I deserve that. But if you're just the type of person that you just want to criticize me just to criticize, something is wrong. <laughs> so we're gonna get out of here because big A, you got a day to do. You got plenty of stuff to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I have plenty of stuff to do. I definitely um getting word that Pierre, I mean Percy and Brandon want to come on the show uh on my Facebook live show. So I'm gonna test that out. Maybe I will interview them um in the next hour or so. But today is Sunday and on tonight it is an event going on out there in Chicago. So those that do want to have some fun, go to Baseline Nightclub. That is on, let me make sure I get the information. So for those folks that is want to get their look, shake their booty or whatever they want to shake or twerk or whatever, y'all got something to do tonight. Um, Chicago LGBT party alert tonight. It will be, this is also by K-Star Entertainment and Friends. Baseline 2239 South Michigan from 9 p.m. to 2 a.m. They got karaoke from 9 to 10.30, and then turn up out there. They got DJ Paris, $10 all night, drink special, VIP sessions, and bottles available. For discount or free entry, text MLK to 773-707-2448, So if you are looking for a place to party, they are celebrating having a big, big thing. And baseline, I visited that club on a couple of nights ago. It is huge. And that address is 2239 South Michigan. So y'all need to go out, get your little thing in, have a good time, enjoy yourself, don't drink too much. And so if y'all need to have a good time, here we go. And I'm just saying this, I had a good meeting with a promoter, and I just want to keep it real. Nice we you have to support. Because what happened? So, y'all go out to these clubs. I don't want to lose it. Big Ann, what's your closing remarks? And we're going to get up out of here. Yeah, we need to go. Let's roll out. Big Ann and Wiley is out. We will see y'all back on Wednesday. And we got a special surprise. 
Y'all gonna like it. Again, you will see us on Wednesday night. If you want more information about the show, go to wallyandflash.com. Like the Wally Show. Always the 516-8781815. Number locked in your iPhone and Android. So we'll be back Wednesday. Be following uh, Star and Baby. We will do a live show regarding that. So if you have any topic suggestions, wallyshow at gmail.com. Remember, people, if you're going out tonight, be careful. Want to have sex? Always remember, stay sex is the best sex. Be safe and stay aware. God bless you, and I will see you. And we'll see you on Wednesday night. I want to close out this show with Tony Gonzalez. And all the niggas on grinder looking hit. All these bottoms pull themselves top, and all these tops wanna be bottoms. My shit's so good, gotta wrap that shit up, save it for later I can snatch a nigga from you, make the nigga cater And see him duffel bags full of snow In the summer, throw your nigga under the pokey, the pig I make him stutter Just got a notification on the app Phone breaking, phone ringing, it's Jack Bottom nigga, hit me with that head, be like Unlock for unlockers with they dead, be like They the type of girls that be filling out of H&M Trying to make them pieces hit, but it ain't hitting though Kid game like breakfast, gotta have them early Fuck a really day, I give it to them early Word of everything, all these niggas whack Should've never let the pussy niggas smash off a jack It's like he hopped off the boat, got no paper, no stacks Niggas the life us and miss one one, come and cash that, cash that Let me cash that, let me cash that Should've never let the pussy niggas smash off a jack Off a jack, all you niggas whack, all you niggas whack Should've never let the pussy niggas smash off a jack I was going by the river, I was shaking that ass Been lower by the pussy, I was making it cash Where my top verse bottles, where you at? Where you at? Where my real niggas making that cash?
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.